Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Things We Do For Love. I am Izzy Sutty and this week I am joined by the magnificent Margaret Caborn smith who I have known for a very long time. Can't really remember how we first met, probably doing character comedy nights in dingy pubs that smelled of toilets. I'm thinking of the Albany on Great Portland Street that was absolutely fantastic. Probably doesn't smell of toilets anymore, but it did back then, which is probably about 15 years ago. We are getting old now. Um, She's a brilliant writer-performer and she does stuff with lots of different people and appears on lots of TV and radio. She's in Motherland and she's in uh, John Finnamore's brilliant souvenir programme. You also might know her from, of course, Do The Right Thing, a brilliant podcast where Margaret, Danielle Ward and Michael Legg help guests to make moral choices. It's very funny. I've done it. So do check that out. We'll include everything in the show notes and I'll talk about it at the end. But um, she's a really versatile, brilliant, very funny performer. And I loved talking to her. It was our first recording back in over three years. We did have a big hiatus between series one and series two. So this was recorded just before the pandemic in front of a live audience on the 19th of February 2020. And it felt really Valentine's-y. I remember it well. We were really excited to be in front of the audience. We had no idea that a live pandemic was about to hit. No one had started baking banana bread or even heard of Noom or, you know, I wasn't drinking pints of Baileys at that point and staring into the middle distance every night. So you'll hear the joy in our voices. This is a really great chat. She's so revealing. She's got a lot on me because she knew me in Edinburgh when I got up to lots of escapades and vice versa as well. So um, I think you'll enjoy it. Sit back and listen. The things we do for love. The things we do for love. This week I'm joined by Margaret Caborn Smith. She has had her hair high. <laughs> God. Cut that bit. Thank you. She has had her hair lighted how many times? None. Well done. The things we do for love. Um, I never planned that first question. Can you tell? Um, yeah, because I wasn't sure if it was hair-lighted as in set on fire or, oh, or yeah. highlighted. Have you ever had it lighted? What do you mean? Set on fire? Yeah. No, I don't. No, I have. 
Have I you? have. I used to do this trick where I'd light a match. There's a trick where you put it under a lit match under your chin, and you inhale, and then you, you exhale the thing, and smoke comes out. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> is it like the buttercup? Yes, thing? yes. It shows whether you're on fire. No. Um, <laughs> No, but just for some reason, it's quite effective to then breathe out smoke. But I did it, and my hair was down, and I didn't realise, and I just set fire to my hair. So when I thought I was doing the intro to the trick, people started going, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was like, wow, it's going well. I haven't even done the breathing smoke out yet. Yeah. Where was that? On a bus, I think. Those were the days. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> On the way here. Yeah. <laughs> no, probably, yeah, 14. You know, when yeah. you start learning pub Yes, trips. I do. Because yeah. I used to be able to put out, at my best point, it was 16 matches <gasps> in my mouth. At once? Yeah, in a big... So I'd get them in my fist and I'd light them and it would be a massive flame. Yeah. And I always used to do this to impress boys. Yeah. And then open my mouth really wide and then put them in and you try and make your mouth kind of wide yeah. on the inside and pull your lips together. And then, yeah, but I really badly burnt the roof of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. <laughs> Why? God. Did you do like a science lesson? And did you burn it every time? No, well? I used to be much better at it. And I think, I don't know if anyone skis, but I sort of think it's a similar thing. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> I think that when you're very confident about doing something, you don't really think about the dangers of it. You just sort of do it. But once I got older and started to think, this is really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's not going to snog me anyway. <laughs> it's like I stopped being able to do it. Yeah. It would hurt him snogging you then if, if you've got a God, bad, yeah, that's true. Thank God it never yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to The Things We Do For Love, the podcast about the things we do for love. It might be the time you built an ambassador you fancied's face out of Frero Rocher's. <laughs> only to discover he was allergic to nuts. Or when you fell in love with someone at a fancy dress party dressed as a used sanitary towel, then realised as you took him to meet your parents that that's how he always dresses. <laughs> so my friend, who I won't name, I don't think she'd care, actually. She's called Daisy. Um, she, <laughs> she, she fell in love with a guy dressed as a used sanitary towel at a fancy dress party. I mean... Do you think that's something... I feel like, in a way, it weeds out the wheat from the chaff, doesn't it? Yeah, no, agreed. There is something very, very <laughs> brave about it, yeah. about dressing like that. And so, sort of, cool. it's a real, I don't give a fuck. And it's not, a, and I don't give a fuck, so I haven't come in fancy dress, because I don't care. It's like, it's really going over the top. Because it's a yes. weird thing with fancy dress, because the fear is that you either go too far or not far enough, and you feel like an idiot. That's so true. Way. It's so hard to get it right, isn't it? Yeah. But I was chatted up by a man who was dressed as a sausage once, <laughs> and that was quite a surreal thing. And thinking back, I did actually quite fancy him, but I just couldn't make myself admit that. <laughs> yes, because it... What was the costume like? Had he made it himself? Or yeah, I was thinking I think people think hire so. it. It's a bit like... Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's money not. No, exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. Had he made it? I think he had made it. He was really tall, so it was a very long sausage... <laughs> maybe I, I was possibly a virgin at the time, so maybe that was what was intimidating. Like, yeah. <laughs> was he just wearing brown? No, 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 no. It was a full. Yeah, oh, it was quite. Great. I think he regretted it. I think he'd regretted it. <laughs> that's the problem with fancy dress, isn't it? It's like once you've committed to it, you can't really pretend. No. That, no. Yeah. Well, you take a bit of it. I, I had a friend who had a stag do. They went to the races, 
And all of his friends were dressed as jockeys, and he w- they'd given him one of those, um, you know, a jockey costume, but with a fake horse that he had to oh, ride, yeah, like a yeah. massive thing. And they went to the races, and the races said, you can't come in like that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so he had to take the horse bit off. So then he was a man sur- <laughs> surrounded by jockeys, but he was just wearing some white tights <laughs> with, with hooves on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's much worse than full fancy dress. Yes, it is. It's yeah. far worse. I'm so surprised you didn't think that through before. Even. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll go yeah. with the thing that. Yeah. Has anyone here had any fancy dress adventures? <laughs> oh, you have. Great. There's a guy here who has. Hello. Sorry. Hello. What's your name? Ethan. Ethan. Great name. Yeah, yeah. yeah good Ethan, name. like Ethan Hawke. Does everyone say that? Not not since the nineties. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy is very 90s. Yeah, I'm so 90s. Yeah. It's not because I'm 41. I'm just obsessed with the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone know any other Ethans apart from Ethan Hawke? Does anyone else know any other Ethans? Ethan Hunt I did get when Mission Impossible came out. Oh, yeah. 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 So, fancy dress. Fancy dress story. So, this was in my last year of secondary school. Our school always put on a talent show. And we decided that we would form a band and we would play I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness. Amazing. Everybody else would wear their normal clothes. I, however, decided to dress up like Justin from The Darkness, a big red wig and sort of jumpsuit thing. And the jumpsuit that I elected to get was some very, very cheap Elvis costume. So it was just some kind of white jumpsuit made out of polyester. Uh, We get to the night... And, you know, we go out, we play. I, I, like, burst out from behind the curtain at the, you know, the bit of where course. the song kicks in and everyone loves it, whatever, whatever. Uh, then later on, I reviewed the footage as it was being filmed, and it turns out the bright stage lights and the very thin costume, and you could see right through it, <laughs> and you could, see, you could see my pants beneath it. And I'd chosen to wear white boxers because I thought, oh, that'll kind of hide Help it. get you into uh, it. But no, in fact, they just shone sort of even brighter. And... Uh, <laughs> That was the year that not one, but both of my sisters were also in the school, in the assembly hall, watching, and saw me and my pants, and yeah, embarrassing for them uh, and hilarious for everyone else. Oh, that, well, well, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah amazing. I can beat. That's a bit like the in the in between is when they do the fashion show. Oh yeah, and yeah. The <laughs> testicles comes yes. out. Well, um, no, that didn't happen. That Thank, didn't yes, happen. Yeah. Yeah. it would have been a very different story. It would have been very different. I mean, pants is, when you're a teenager, someone, that happening is just absolutely mortifying. Yeah. Isn't it? Or did you just oh, think, oh, oh wow. I, I, I wasn't bothered. I, you know, my last year in school, and uh, you know, I think it went well enough that I wasn't too bothered. Well, well done. Did uh, the songs go well there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it on the internet? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll let you What's know What's your surname? Interesting surname. Yeah. Ethan, oh. hard to Google. <laughs> yeah, hard to Google, hard to spell. Oh, thank you, Ethan. Very thank you for being the first person. We love it when the audience talk, yeah. don't we? I love it because we can talk less. Just listen to you. <laughs> very, very lazy. In Matlock, where I'm from, everyone dresses up in fancy dress on New Year's Eve, and I thought that happened everywhere until I left. College. So did you discover when you were somewhere else? And you <laughs> yes, I came out in my Freddie Flintstone outfit <laughs> to Cafe Rouge in Guildford. No, I, I didn't, thankfully. I think I discovered before that. But on 99 to 2000, it was such a big deal, wasn't it? Mm. The millennium. People were like, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Oh, my God, what are you doing? I went out in Matlock on a pub crawl like I always did. But we dressed as Spice Girl fairies. 
I don't know how we got this sure. idea. Who had got <laughs> wedding dresses from a charity shop, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, if you wear a wedding dress before your actual wedding, it's like really bad luck." <laughs> um, we did it anyway, and um, I went home with a guy who was dressed as Posh Spice. Were you all Spice Girl fairies? Yeah, there was a weird kind of Spice Girl thing okay. going on. My parents were away, and I took him to my parents' bed, and then he <laughs> left. He'd had so much makeup on because she used to wear a lot of like eyeliner yeah, and mascara, yeah, yeah. and, she, and it, the pillows were just covered in eyeliner and mascara from this guy who was called Guy actually. So yeah, that's the only time that I've. Delved and did it? Into... And did the wedding dress bring you terrible luck? Well, I am engaged, but I'm not oh, married. No, so exactly. Maybe I'm cursed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the likeliest answer to that is that you're cursed. <laughs> It's not that whenever I ask him about it, he goes, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you about... Um, so, can you tell us about when Dan proposed to you? Because how long have you been with Dan? Oh, it's quite I've a while, isn't it? It's a really long time. It's two th- since 2002, he proposed to me... I, like, I, I remember panicking a bit a few weeks in because I realised I really liked him and I thought, oh, my God, if he proposes to me, I'm going to say yes, and that's so unlike me. I'm so really? careful. A few weeks in. A few in. weeks in. And it, but I had a panic attack in Sainsbury's because of it. Just the, just the thought of it. And then ten and a half years later, <laughs> he proposed. <laughs> and he proposed, he was chopping carrots, and he said, I've been thinking, do you want to get married? And I didn't say this bit at my wedding because it's a bit horrible, but... Um, my instant reaction was, are you having an affair? <laughs> Which I know he was really upset by. But in my defence, we'd been together ten and a half years. We had a kid. Why suddenly now are you interested when in... When he was chopping cars. Yeah, while you'll get, you know, I was just like, what's going on? And, um, and then he said something really nice. You know, he'd been in Hollyoaks, so he'd been away a lot and with a lot of very sexy women who obviously don't fucking hold a candle. Uh, <laughs> that's my no, but I think he realised what he had, and he wasn't going to get anything. Oh, so he'd better. like been amongst the most beautiful women in the yeah. world, and, yeah. and, I, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying they were interested, and in, you know maybe he tried it on with all of them, <laughs> and by the end he was like, oh, I'm going to stick with my with my baby yeah. mother. Um, <laughs> I've renewed the contract. They're getting a few more cast members. Just yeah, yeah, and then he he made a hole in one of the pieces of carrots. And put it on my finger and said, it's a one-carat ring. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. But, you know, off the cuff, I don't think that's bad. Do you um, think it was off the cuff? Or do you think... I, do you know what? I was thinking that today. I was thinking I've never asked whether it was off the cuff or... You don't buy a carrot. I mean, he didn't even get down on one knee. So there isn't a lot of effort, but he does love a pun. So it I might like have to been. think it was off the cuff. I yeah, mean, I hope so. How often do you have carrots? Quite a lot. Quite a lot. Small child around. Yes. Yeah, so he could Cheap have done it lots of times. It wasn't like yeah, you have yeah, them once yeah. a year as a treat. <laughs> like shit, oh I've got to wait till that is the month. worst treat I've ever had. <laughs> Raw carrots. There's no way of making um, a carrot nicer, is there? Really? No, not really. Hummus. Cream. Taramasalata. Cream. Chocolate. <laughs> Cream. <laughs> cake. Oh, yeah, cake. Carrot cake. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, then after, he sort of said, oh, we, we could get you a ring and, like, uh, you know, a proper ring. And I was like, I don't really want a proper ring. And I said, what we really need is a boiler. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I said this, I told our friend Ashling B about this. I said I chose a boiler over a, uh, an engagement ring and she said, we're a practical people, Margaret. <laughs> which, I, which I really like. I mean, we nearly got a big picture of a diamond to put on the boiler. <laughs> but um, yeah, oh, yes. it's more important to be warm, isn't it? I'd be, yeah, I'd only, I'd only lose the ring. It would be stressful. It's pressure. It's real pressure. Yeah. And I've got horrible hands as well. <laughs> no, really, I'll show them to you later. <laughs> one by one. <laughs> She'll grip going you on the back around. of the net. No, yeah. but people are always like, oh, no, come on. And then I <laughs> show them. They're like, oh, right, no, yeah, they are. <laughs> if I flip the bird at my husband, he says, oh, no, the monkey only has one more wish. <laughs> oh, that's how horrible they are. <laughs> You've got very slim, dainty fingers. Look how wrinkly they are. <laughs> they don't have any flesh on them at all. They, so, they look like a very elderly monkey's hands. <laughs> Honestly, I've got lots of evidence of this. I don't, okay. need, I don't okay. need reassuring. We're not going it's into fine. it. We're not going there. We're not going You've there. got over it. <laughs> I've got other things. I've got other assets. It's fine. I've got a yeah, boiler yeah. that works. So. You've got a boiler yeah. that works. Suck on that. You're better than the women of Hollyoaks. Mm. Yeah. Yay. I do you wish. think if he proposed to you, was it two and a half weeks in when you had this? Oh. I'm interested. Were you basically doing that thing that I think I've done before? You're like, things are going too well, things are going too well. Yeah, if he wants to do this, I'll say, won't be able yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a choice between, yeah, losing this or getting married, which is very not in my nature. Yes. Then I, I would have to say yes. It was only, I mean, I really didn't think he was going to because he's as unspontaneous <laughs> as I am. You know, it was just the thought, it was just. Yeah, I basically never had anything go that well. Yeah. I know, it's a common thing, I think, isn't it? To think, it's going too well. <laughs> I used to go out with this guy who used to go out with people for, like, nine months, and they'd always split up after nine months. And what did that mean? <sighs> did he split up with them after Yeah, nine? I think there must be a thing at nine months where maybe it gets a bit... You Boring. have sex a bit less, or... Mm. I don't know. You discover that they really like Star Wars figurines, and they're all in a <laughs> dusty wardrobe, something like, oh, shit. Um, he didn't actually I was just thinking of, you sort of go a level deeper maybe and yeah. yeah isn't there a Mad Men thing where he says if you start a relationship you should always say I only like the beginnings of things and that's basically a really good way of getting out of like, a relationship so I'm going to start shagging your best mate in four weeks don't yeah, say I didn't tell you <laughs> yeah I warned you. And people often say, I don't hear it that much anymore, perhaps because I've been with Alice for 10 years, but in fact, that is why. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when people are like, oh, I sort of used to hate this when guys would be like, and girls, I'm sure, like, I'm, a really, I'm really just really fucked up. Like, in, not in that uh, voice, necessarily. Like, <laughs> start talking like Ethan in a lovely Scottish accent. I'm just really fucked up. Um, like... So what, at the beginning of a relationship, yeah, you mean? Oh, yes, or when yeah. you tried to have the talk with them. You know, like when you're sort yeah. of seeing someone and then you're like, I used to find it really hard to know. We used to have this thing in Matlock where you'd, you'd sort of be seeing someone. I don't know if anyone else has had this and you, and you sort of like them. I think it's a bit of a dance where one of you likes the other one and maybe a bit more and you're sort of both going, no, it's fine, it's fine. And then they sort of do this thing where they'd be like, I'm just so shit at relationships. I'm just such a shit person yeah. kind of thing. And I used to feel it was a bit like... Oh, no, it's the yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. But you've been with Dan for so long that yeah. you probably didn't have that much, like sex before <laughs> <laughs> no you probably didn't have that much of that shit because you do you no, know what I mean? no but do you know what I was never I never ever sort of saw someone 
ever. <laughs> no, that can't be right. Um, but you didn't have those, because I've had so many of those sort of in-betweeny things. Or Well, the good thing is, is I got together with Dan quite early on in my comedy career, so I haven't had many relationships with comedians and I think they're probably the worst <laughs> for that but especially for the oh god I'm so flocked up I'm just so you know yeah. so damaged I can't really be with anyone right now but and then I'm I'll still... write an Edinburgh show about it in a year <laughs> yeah 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 but still come back with me tonight yeah that sort of thing I think actors are probably quite bad as well does everyone anyone think that <laughs> come on get a mic to her <laughs> Great noise. Great noise. Amazing Has noise. anyone got any anecdotes about how shit actors are at relationships? <laughs> they fucking are, I think. Have you seen Sideways? Has anyone seen the film Sideways? Well, the portrayal of the actor in that, I think, is absolutely spot on, of someone who's just, when he's on holiday, he thinks he's single and, and will absolutely be in love with someone at the end of holiday, go, oh, but I am going back to my fiancé now, and she's like, I've just introduced you to my child, and you said we were going to go and live. I... I a comic that shall not be named early on in a friend in a relationship with a friend said I want to live with you forever I think we should forget all this and go and live in a windmill and then went and did not even a tour a gig somewhere else and never contacted her again <laughs> and this is like and this is like months in god I want to yeah. know who that is I'll tell you <laughs> later the windmill is the best but the trouble bit. is the trouble is I think that's really common you know with creative types who are just very passionate and whatever and just aren't really thinking about I don't know what they're actually saying yes I think sometimes they aren't thinking about what they're saying and it's kind of not their fault but then I think sometimes they are conscious of what they're doing they just <laughs> they think, don't care fuck it. they don't yeah. care and it's very yeah, yeah, hard yeah, yeah. to tell them apart yeah yeah but you didn't have much of that it's no. so good that you didn't because, I know I'm yeah. really because I, I do think about like lots of my friends have exes who they have to constantly see on the circuit and my only proper well I had two boyfriends before Dan and the major one moved to Canada which I advise everyone to do if they split up with me it's, it's just it's just really nice of him I don't have to see him yes, I don't have so to deal good. with him or if they become Lovely. gay or something yes like, Great. oh god yeah, yeah. the guy a guy that I did really like and I asked out and was really upset when he didn't because I, I I mean I've asked quite a few people out and I have never had a good response ever and it does it really gets to you particularly as a woman I think because men are sort of and this is wrong but men are expected to do the asking and when women aren't you're sort of led to believe that if you put it out there someone will pick it up and uh, frankly <laughs> they don't but yeah I found out that one of these people that I'd asked out was gay and the person who told me I was so excited when he told me he was gay. I picked him up by his lapels and, and held him against a shop window going, yes, yes. Because I can't do anything about that. Yes, I haven't like got it. the right bits. There's no, oh God, oh God, what, what did I do? What's wrong with me? It's like, I don't have the right bits and that's all that's that is. It. That's fine. Oh, that's yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, so good. So everyone, yeah, again, if you're going to dump me, Pretend to be gay and live as a gay person, just out of politeness, or move, move to Canada. Or both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need more gay people in Canada. Or, I mean, yeah. Actually, I think they just need more people in Canada, so yeah, go there. I kind of had flings with two guys who were bisexual, one at college, actually both at college, and um, I sort of turned one of them gay. Um, mm. Yeah, so I like to think <laughs> yeah, that he sort of experienced the best of womanhood. Yes! <laughs> well, Nothing's if I'm not, gonna... you know, if that's yeah. not working for me, then... Uh, I know no. that's a really lovely way of looking at it. <laughs> 
Well done, you. Thank you. I've really turned things around in my own head. Um, and then the other one, oh, it was a bit messy. It was a bit messy. It was basically gay, but then we used to sort of snog and... We were living together, and there are so many things that I say in this podcast that Alice doesn't know. But he doesn't listen. <laughs> Alice doesn't listen to it. He won't it. listen to it, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. Two kids, he won't yeah. listen. Um, so we used to sometimes stay in the same bed, and it was quite lovely, really. And we sometimes used to use the cuddle, and then we used to sort of do stuff. And then sometimes he'd do stuff to me, and then he'd sort of think, like, well, you know. And then I'd say, but because I'm not a gay man, I'll never be able to do it as well as, as a yeah. man. So I yeah. can't do anything to you. <laughs> it was like a lovely way of as getting I out As I say, of... very lazy, yeah. is it? <laughs> Famously lazy. Yeah. <laughs> what, how yeah. did he respond when you'd say that? I don't know. We just sort of used to laugh about it, really. It was quite, yeah. Oh, quite yeah. jolly. Yeah. I do much. picture your romantic life particularly as being quite jolly. <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just feel like... So um, I don't know if you've heard How Do You Cope? With Ellis and John, it's a podcast that I've recently My partner is, a, um, is his partner a broadcaster. Is... It's a broadcaster. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, not a comic that's, anymore. That's how, he, that's how he described himself on our no. son's birth certificate. They, they said, What's your job? And he said, Broadcaster, really seriously. And then he walked, he got up and walked with his hands on his hips round the desk to look over the guy's shoulder to make sure that he'd typed broadcaster into the computer. It's like completely invading God, the guy's were you space. Thinking, who are you? I was like, I don't know What's you. Happened? I've just had yeah. yeah. So yeah, he does a podcast as well. I don't know if anyone listens to their... They've got a show on Five Live and they've got to record like 30 podcasts in oh two God. weeks or something because of a contractual error. So that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might be talking about the time that he turned two women gay. <laughs> yeah, at this yeah, time, probably. Yeah, sorry. He, so he said that they'd done a sort of psychological test, the Myers-Briggs test, and that you had done it as well. And he said, so it turns out that my decision-making is 55% rational and 45% emotional and it turns out that Izzy's is 99% emotional <laughs> which you wouldn't even think was possible <laughs> so now I'm sort of picturing you choosing breakfast and stuff in the morning just in a very a very emotional way <laughs> yes two pots of tarama salata again it's just how I feel <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually I, am a ve- I mean, I'm very emotional. I went to see this play at the Little Angel Theatre in Islington, um, in North London, the other day, which was for five to eight-year-olds, and I cried <laughs> so much at the end of it. It, it was a puppet show, because there were beautiful fireworks, and it was really amazingly done. I was like, what the fuck? My daughter was just completely confused, playing with my hair, just kind of looking at the... I had to go to the toilets and clean my Put face. yourself together. Yeah. I mean, I've had times where I've read a story to a small child and cried so much that they've had to comfort me. <laughs> yeah, and that is, that. yeah, you don't feel like a great... Well, there's nothing wrong with it, but, um, yeah, you feel like, oh, no, I sh- I'm the grown-up here, I should be, should be the other no, way. No, I know, you feel your voice start to go... I mean, this is yes, thing. I know there are some actors in because I know them. I sort of feel this really real shame, like, am I trying to be really actor in, sort of? Do you know what I mean? Like, my voice starts to go, and I'm like, hold it in, Izzy, hold it in. Save it for your close-up, you know? It's just sort of... Um, what book yeah, was it? Book. The Gruffalo, right? Um, <laughs> No, it was probably Dogger. Does anyone know Dogger? Yeah, yeah Dogger's yeah, exactly. great. Come on, that was a yes, we all cry at Dogger noise. Thank you. I lost my... Does anyone know the story of Dogger? Just give me a cheer if you do. If you don't, um, 
You've got to read it, guys. <laughs> I mean, it's up there with Catch-22. Booker levels, it really is. Really, really is. But it is, it's quite a, it is quite a seminal children's book, isn't it? And it's about, as I remember, a little boy who loses his toy. It goes to the school, bring and buy sale, and then he gets sold to someone else. That's it. And the sister has to swap her big raffle prize for it to get it back for yeah. him. It is <laughs> See, beautiful. there's tears yeah. out there. No, <laughs> it's absolutely lovely. It it's is. really genuinely yeah, hard to get through. I, um, I was actually booked to do the voiceover for a programme, a Channel 5 programme called 100 Videos to Make You Cry. And I was the worst booking they possibly could have made. And I spent the whole session going, it's all right, you're just going to... You're just going to have to give me a minute. Okay. (laughs) This boy... (laughs) This boy's dad died but left him a guitar. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Five hours later, they're like, please, can you just say the words? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch the screen here. (laughs) So embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I suppose I have had quite a jolly... Yeah, I think I have, really. I, I do, feel yeah. like you're very active, whereas most of my romance <laughs> took place in my head for like yes, almost did, all of my I life. I did used to just You'd be think. like, chuck things Yeah, I did used to think, <laughs> if I want something, I'm going to try and get it. Yes, it's such yeah. a good attitude. I did, I think I've talked about this previously, but I did once send an identical text to two other comics at the same time, <laughs> saying, I fancy you, if you want to go for a drink with me, text back if you don't don't and we'll never mention this again and then neither of them texted <laughs> back and I kept seeing one of them at gigs and I was just like oh my, oh my god. god and you start to think to yourself maybe he didn't get the text yes you know? oh I would always think that I utterly humiliated myself once because I texted someone who I knew reasonably well and it was a really good text it was a real sort of it's absolutely fine if you're not interested but do let me know. I can't remember. It sort of, you know, made it clear that I fancied him. Sort of said, do you want to go out for a drink? 
uh, if you don't know me, I can't remember what it was I said, but he said nothing. And it was like, but I, I know him. He's not going to... And this is like a long time. This is before the days of smartphones and stuff. And social media, thank God, because I would have been stalking on <laughs> nine different platforms. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, but he just, he didn't reply. And I, th I think I sent another one saying, I hope you got that text. And he didn't reply, and he didn't reply. And I this is the most embarrassing thing. I ended up texting a mutual friend saying, is there something wrong with <laughs> oh, Rob's God. phone? Because he's just not getting back to me. And I was just mortified. But also, I mainly, I just didn't understand that level of fucking cowardice. It's just like... It's yeah, fine. Just I was never going to be a bunny boiler. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I did know what you mean. It would have been absolutely fine. And the worst thing was, the next time I saw him, which was literally three years later, at the end of the evening, I sort of, you know, obviously didn't chat to him or anything, but he was there when I was saying goodbye to people. You just so texted him night. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying goodbye, and he leant over and he said, oh, we should go for that drink. <laughs> yeah! What? So I laughed in his face. I mean, but I nearly, I really wanted to kick him in the shins as well. Because it's like, well, don't do that. <laughs> That's awful. Because also that drink, you know, when people go, we really must go for that drink. drink that it drink. doesn't really oh. ever happen, does it? No. So it's almost like he's like, oh, I'll mention it. But or maybe he literally is... meant that drink that you texted me about. That I never. <laughs> well, no, I think he. I think he was saying that drink that you literally. No, that's not good text, enough, is because, it? No, it's horrendous. But actually, I said this to my partner. I said, "What would you have done if a girl that you didn't want to have a drink with texted and asked you?" And he was like, "I know you want me to say," <laughs> and he said, "But I would have just ignored it." I was like, oh, it's hard. God. So I, I dumped him. It's over. <laughs> it is hard to say no, but I think it's better to. But it is hard. Does anyone think they're good at doing that kind of thing? Or dumping. has been in the past? Is anyone really good at dumping? <laughs> uh, We're looking for people. tips. <laughs> yeah. Yes, both of us fancy a new lease of life. We're going to move to a windmill in Canada. Um, because together. I've literally never dumped anyone. Ever. So tell us about... So you went out with two people before Dan? Yeah. I had two sort of people that I would describe as actual boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the first one was definitely the one that I thought was, you know, he was my best friend before we got together, and I thought we were soulmates. There's often it was one all... of those, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, 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 and he's the one who went to Canada. He's married a, a woman who looks very calm, and that's a good thing, <laughs> I think. Really calm. <laughs> yeah, no, and I was sort of lucky that... I don't know about you, but I have a, a thing where sometimes you just fall in love with someone because it's about the right time to fall in love with someone to yeah. sort of go right this is what do you mean it's time. the right time to fall in love with someone with someone and they're yeah. there in the you know and I, I sort of feel like it's quite lucky if you end up with someone who's generally a nice person and yeah I think especially right. when you're a teenager and in your early 20s mm. I think you can sort of or you're you end up going out with someone who's in your group of friends or who's yeah. friends with your friend's partner or something yeah yeah he's not a foe no it isn't no and he's not going to be a complete weirdo that you have to so was that the second cupboard. guy? No, that was the first one. Okay, sorry. Yeah. And then the second guy, I had a, a stupid relationship with someone, and I did, I fancied him, I liked him, he had an amazing job working with disabled people, and he was just absolutely perfect on paper. But not only did he not make me laugh, I didn't make him laugh. What? I know, I know, I can feel your disbelief. Um, <laughs> But no, I remember thinking the whole... We were together for three months. And I remember thinking the whole time, what's my, what's my problem? It's fine. Lots of people go out with people who, who aren't funny, who don't, you know, who you don't have a laugh with. Loads of people. And then after we split up and he dumped me, I was like, what was I thinking? It's literally all I care about. I mean, it's literally all I care about in a relationship. No, but I think it's the cornerstone of 
of most of it for me. Yeah. I could give up loads of stuff in a relationship. I could probably live without a telly, but if we stop making each other laugh. <laughs> but it's, it's laughter, then telly. I mean, laughter. where do your kids come on that list? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and these, and that, <laughs> but our audience are clearly fans of laughing as well, so they wouldn't be. But there are people who are just not. I remember a girl I went to drama school with saying that she went out with someone who split up with her and said, "I just thought you'd be more fun." <laughs> oh, that's really... it's awful. But what was interesting yeah. was she looked at me, and I, I sort of tentatively said, "Oh, that's sort of not how I see." you and she went no I'm not fun I'm not I don't know why he thought I was fun oh so she she didn't didn't give a shit about that she was like why did he think I'm not a fun person and she was fine with it I mean it would I'd kill myself but she was absolutely (laughs) fine with it like whereas she was just like you've got it wrong I always thought you'd be great at making pies yeah and that was her her big thing then she'd be really gutted (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. if someone said to me that I wasn't as fun as as I thought that I would die. No, it'd be over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Expire. God, but it's weird when you when you realise that someone's got a different perception of you. It's a bit horrible, isn't it? Yeah. And I had to, I don't know, I've got some yeah, really good breaking up lines, but my friend her boyfriend said to her when she said why, he said, I just think you're more interested in people and I'm more interested in ideas. Oh. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? Also, can I say, my first boyfriend, um, when I said, when I said um, you haven't said you've loved me for ages, he was like, I just don't like repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> so presumably he still fucking loves me because he hasn't mentioned <laughs> He hasn't said that he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, well, do let me know once you don't love me anymore, and then, uh, then we can move on. Oh, my God. I went out with a guy when I was, like, 16, who was 23. Um, oh, my God. I know, I know. It's, bit, it's weird, isn't it? When, I didn't think anything of it, and I turned 17 when I was out with him. But when I got to 23, I thought, oh, my God, I'm a graduate. Yeah, One of my mates yeah. started out with a 16-year-old. Yeah. Well, wait till your kids are 16, and you're like, yeah. oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if 23-year-old came, and I'd just bloody yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, we used to put the stone roses on. And, and presumably that was a different generation yeah, thing for him. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and we used to have sex. And he used to say during sex, I was so into him. Like, he really did. I, he genuinely... I know you think that I have this sort of jolly kind of... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm regretting the word jolly. <laughs> I, yeah, no, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> Which, let's Seems say. like I sort of used to carry condoms wherever I went. I was like, I'm so bohemian. Just fun, I just, yeah. yeah. I was staying in Prague for a few days with this guy I've just met. But no, it wasn't really like that. And I, I really, really was so hurt by this guy. And I thought about him for years afterwards. It was like no one would ever live up to him. And now I just think, you know, my God, what was I doing? But it was so... But anyway, during sex, he said to me, I love you. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he went, at this moment. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) What the fuck? I'm so glad I can still listen to the Stone Roses because they are one of the greatest bands in the world. Yeah. How long would he go? What what song would you get to I on the know, album? I it's really funny. Like, <laughs> I remember him 
putting on like the whole album. Wow. Yeah, I know. That, that was the bloody 90s. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how did you react? I just sort of was... You were delighted. Said, I was just like, oh, you know, I just yeah. really... It's really interesting. I think when you feel that imbalance, which I think I did inside, you sometimes feel that you're not really yourself because you're sort of trying the whole time to redress this balance, even subconsciously. So I think I just sort of went... Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. want to rock the boat. Yeah, that was you know. a crumb. We weren't on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> we were in a house. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like giving a crumb then... Not exactly taking it away, biting half of it and giving me... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Half a crumb. Half a crumb's better than no crumb. <laughs> was the song that I sang um, during the Stone Roses. Yeah, over this, what was annoying she, to him. Half God. a crumb's better than no crumb. Gosh, you see that song again. <laughs> I love the idea of someone who's really nervous during sex and has to sort of sing in a kind of thing. Oh, sing what's what going on. <laughs> He's putting his penis in. <laughs> I would find that distracting. <laughs> Stop narrating in songs. <laughs> You're not a minstrel. <laughs> Shall I take my own bra off or is he going to do it? Has anyone um, ever had anything like that happen to them? I, I do. I find it quite interesting. You know, sometimes sex... It, have you ever... Well, you probably haven't because of... Dan, I'm the expert here. Sure. Um, yeah, right, yeah. Have you ever had it during sex? Well, you sort had of realise really early on that it's like, uh, not going to be great. So you sort of try and... I don't oh, know. Hurry do things at the same time. Like, how's your mum or... <laughs> admin and stuff. Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, I've definitely had bad sex. Sure. But try and get other things done. Oh, is I don't know. Like, sort of try and make up for the fact that it's going to be mediocre by saying... You write really good poetry or something because you don't want. I feel like it's just very me. specific to you. <laughs> All those poets, <laughs> all those bisexual poets, just giving up. Um, I think I like multitasking. Basically, mm. it's like you're not going to concentrate fully on it. Cause it's no. not going to be great. And in fact, um, I remember one of my group of friends who was first having sex early on, so you know, age sixteen or whatever. Her boyfriend, like she said, well, the thing is that if I lose concentration, I don't orgasm. So um, Matt's always shouting at me, concentrate! (laughs) (laughs) And that would seem to work. I mean, I I can't imagine why. (laughs) I mean, that's worse than he's taking his dick out of his pants, isn't it? Yeah, concentrate. Does he just say all the way through, or just concentrate? I think when he could see her drifting. Yeah. God, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't great people. (laughs) Oh man. When you were at school, did you have like? I feel like we were obsessed with boys. Did you? Did you go to a girls' school? I went to a girls' school, and then it was a mixed sixth form. So those boys got, you know, quite a lot of action. (laughs) Although, having said that, they tended to be disappointing. That must have been horrible for them. I, d- I never went to the boys' school, so I only interacted with the ones who came to the girls' school. So did some girls go into the boys' school and yeah. sort of have their yeah, pick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bit. Yes. It felt well, like how that. did they go in there, though, to, like, dances and stuff like that? <laughs> no, 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 like, there were lessons in... So if you oh, did... Okay. All of my A-levels were at my school, but, but, yeah, the other A-level, you know, 
you'd do use their ones. laboratories and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 go to lessons with them. But, I mean, I, I just remembered that my friend with the concentrate boyfriend, she used to think that you got pregnant because... This is obviously before concentrate. Um, that, that the penis had pincers on the end of it, and it would pluck a single pubic hair, and that's how you got pregnant. <laughs> so that's the kind of uh, information we were getting from my all-girls <laughs> convent school. God, what a life she's had! I know. Concentrate. I know. Concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. Pincers. It's a horrible it's thought, like isn't a, it? You'd see it in a painting, wouldn't you? Yes, it's like, yeah, sort of medieval painting. Yeah, like yeah. a kind of, don't do this, ladies, or... Yeah, yeah like a kind this of... is what we'll... Because I don't know about you, I never had a full sex chat from anyone. No one ever... Exp- I just sort of gradually picked up things. No, not... <laughs> really, chance would be a fine thing. Um, but the only thing, and I did pretty well, but the only thing I got really wrong was I thought all three bits had to go up. <laughs> oh what Willy and Bulls like they all and I, I just remember and I'd only seen soft Willy and I was thinking that just doesn't seem like it's going to work I suppose there must be some kind of specialist porn where the testicles and the penis <gasps> do go, go in. up I would imagine so has anyone seen any <laughs> I mean I would imagine so you'd need like a spatula or something wouldn't you what to sort of get to it get in? the balls in because they don't go hard <laughs> you'd have to come on <laughs> you'd have to get in the dick, yeah, and then, and then sort of short, yeah, with a spatula, oh, maybe that squeeze. Does anyone think it's <laughs> No, no, but maybe no. it wouldn't be into a vagina, maybe it would be oh. into a specially designed hole <laughs> that someone would make out of, I don't know, um, material. Or <laughs> well, isn't there a bit in a film where it's a watermelon? Is it an American pie? Oh, god, um, that's a pie, I think. I think, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> American, American watermelon, <laughs> the sequel. Um, well, maybe out of a pie. But, you know, so there's no reason why you couldn't make a hole big enough to sort of get it all get in once in. and just go ooh and then take it out. But yeah. you couldn't get it in and out because they would no, just no, scrape no, them in every time. You need the scraper. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it would have idea. been tried. Yes, ice cream scoop. an ice cream but scoop is painful. better than a spatula. How big are your balls? <laughs> an ice cream scoop. Um, I went to see a play where a friend of mine... So this has been very actory, hasn't it? I'm sorry. But a friend of mine was in it, and he said, before we went in, he said, just don't sit at the front, OK? I'm just telling you now, don't sit at the front. And we like, OK. And it was about how Queen Elizabeth I was actually a man, Right. So this sort of reveal bit where Queen Elizabeth took off her gown and turns... I mean, it was awful because it was quite a small stage and the rest of the cast had to sit on the stage at the back while he was getting changed, facing them. And you could see them sort of, like, tilting their heads to get away from from his dick and balls that he was getting out to reveal himself to the audience, right? And he turns around and he had one very tiny... (laughs) fuzzy gingery ball and one very long sort of doughy bacony ball <laughs> and I did feel sorry for the people in the front and did he have as, no, no penis? no he did have a penis oh. oh my god that would have been a terrible revelation I'm sorry no but his penis was basically completely overshadowed by these yes, balls yes of course it was sorry. completely upstaged <laughs> yeah. but I remember when we left and it's one of those things that obviously the entire show is I mean even if they'd been normal 
it would have been overshadowed. But sure. no, there's, nobody's getting away from staring at... I no. think when there's nudity in the theatre, everyone sort of goes, oh, yes, yes, it's part of the play. Mm. It must be done. And, and then everyone's just it's looking Everyone's at, just staring course. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. 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 But as we left, a tiny Scottish lady was in front of me going, he needs to see a doctor. <laughs> the man needs to see a doctor. It's not fair. <laughs> I don't know if he heard, but... Uh... <laughs> She really thought he was ill. Maybe he was. Maybe this is a horrible story. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he'll listen. Maybe, you know. <laughs> oh. Finally get himself sorted out. God. Um, did Dan get you anything for Valentine's Day? This or, year? Yeah. No, we got married on the 15th of February, mainly to get away from the horror that is Valentine's Day. I'm really not, not a fan. I had too many awful, painful ones before I was with someone. So I, I did, and I also hate the whole thing of... Robert Dias putting a pink heart on a soda stream and whatever, going, no, no, buy this. So I said to Dan, the first year we were together, in fact, I said to Dan, you can buy me a present for Valentine's Day if it can have been not sold under the pretense of being a Valentine's gift. Is there anything that would never have been a Valentine's gift? And he bought me a VHS, that's how old I am, a VHS of caravans on tour. <laughs> <laughs> which we really enjoyed. We watched it and laughed all the way through. It was a man interviewing people about their caravans and at the end, at the end of every interview he'd go, I've got to ask you, how does she tow? <laughs> <laughs> so I really recommend, yeah, getting an, an out there Valentine's gift. God, yeah, no one was putting a pink heart on that and going, give this to your girlfriend. That's the best <laughs> Valentine's gift I've yeah, ever... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. We didn't get anything for each other. I got, I ordered from Not On The High Street a fry-up made of chocolate. Oh, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, but I said it was from our daughter, but that was Aww. it, and he didn't get me anything. But I feel the same as you about it. I kind of feel like it's so commercial and grim. Yeah. And yeah. If you go for dinner, you're, you're on this sort of two-hour turnaround. It's quite a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. The worst one, actually, this isn't the worst one, but <laughs> when I was 26 and I happened to be doing a, a play and my parents came to see the play that night and took me for dinner afterwards, and being a 26-year-old, being taken out by your parents on Valentine's Day for dinner is quite hard on the old humiliation. <laughs> it's very, you know, I fought the shame of it. I was like, I'm not feeling ashamed. I am, you know, I'm single. I like my parents getting a free dinner. This it's is lovely. fine. But it does feel... Oh, apparently, the waiting staff in any given restaurant on Valentine's Day are placing bets on who's going to split up. It's apparently... It's, it's really? A, yeah, it's a real thing. It's people's last-ditch attempt <laughs> to God. restore their relationship. But they hate each other. <laughs> and because they've only got the table for a limited amount of time, they, <laughs> they probably get a chance to see the whole row and yeah. get them storming yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, 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 and move on. Fuck. Well, thank God no. it's like Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day can fuck off. I'll do the ending song. And Which, can uh, I say, even though you haven't done this podcast for five years, <laughs> was sort of still in my head. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Good, good. I should have mentioned, I used to, when I brought people on, I used to say that they were all broadcasters. <laughs> um, <laughs> so and we like, all are. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, so I didn't say when I brought you on that you're a great actress, writer, sketch performer. Well, they're not going to believe it now, are they? <laughs> <laughs> She's a great person. Broadcaster. She's a great broadcaster. She's a broadcaster, <laughs> all right. 
the things we do for love, the things we do for love. Tonight I was joined by Margaret Caborn Smith. Her husband's middle name is Sebastian Thomas. The things we do for love. Dan's favourite food is uh, meat. <laughs> His mother's middle name is... Ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> the things we do for love. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for joining me. I've been Izzy Sutty and I was joined by the brilliant Margaret Caborn smith And that was me chatting to the wonderful, the hilarious... I'm doing it like a boxing announcer today. The wonderful, the hilarious, the great mother... Margaret Cabon Smith. She is in Motherland on BBC iPlayer. Very funny in that. Of course, it's a fantastic show. It's just basically about my life. And she's also on John Finnamore's Souvenir programme, which is truly brilliant, really is. Uh, if you haven't heard that, please check it out. It's on BBC Sounds. She's also on Do The Right Thing, which you should listen to um, if you like podcasts. It's really, really up there with the best. My book is out now in hardback it's called Jane is Trying and is about a woman who has moved back in with her parents because she's discovered that her boyfriend is cheating on her her fiance actually but I hate saying that word because I'm not French she's in a bit of a mess really and she moves back to her sleepy hometown in the Peak District and it's about what happens next and how she gets her life back together so if that sounds like your cup of tea please please do buy it and that's called Jane is Trying and we'll see you next time and if you enjoy the things we do for love please let people know we've had a hiatus of 2017 to 2021 Um, it is the longest break between two series ever of podcasts so yeah do let people know spread the word that we're back and um, we'll see you next time The Things We Do For Love was hosted by me Izzy Sutty and featured my guest Margaret Caborn Smith thanks to the Phoenix in London for having us the theme music is by Charlie Jefferson The Things We Do For Love is produced by Ben Walker for Fuzz Productions and the internet Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.